listening to White The Truck. Chad Prevost here coming live at you on the back hall edition like a hot knife through butter dooner. This booth is humid. We're in the dead heat of summer and I'm getting ready for some hot yoga. Chad, I'm doing great today, and you know why? You know why that is? Why? Because I had a bowl of Sour Patch Kids cereal this morning. I don't know if you've had that yet, but it's delicious, and my cargo ship has yet to be seized. Oh, well, congratulations. Woo, it's a great day, though. It's a great, albeit rainy day in yeah. Chattanooga, but neither of us are doing as well as the I, the drivers on uh, I-285 today in Atlanta, where, what was it, $175,000 flew all over Atlanta's perimeter? Jump change. Yeah, people were pulling over and running into traffic. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're caught on camera and the bills are marked. What could go wrong? Well, right? you know what I would do? I would immediately take that cash and liquidate it into scratch tickets. <laughs> I was going to say just make cash-only transactions, but hey, that's a better plan. Well, a little cowbell for that plan then. <laughs> so would they really come after you, though, if you're just buying, like, like I don't know, like a Powerade or something? Well... Hopefully not, right? Yeah. That'd be the, you know, low-value transaction. It would be a low-value transaction. Well, Chad, we've got to pay the bills. This episode of What the Truck is brought to you by Truckstop.com, the world's most trusted load board. Want to find the best carriers at the best rates? See market data, build relationships, and grow your business with Truckstop.com. Visit Truckstop.com today for more information. There's a lot of good news to get to, and this is a jam-packed show, so let's get to the headlines. Good news. Oh, yes. Fuel efficiency highlighted in the 65-mile-an-hour speed limiter support. Due to while there's strong a strong safety argument to be made in limiting these trucks to 65 miles an hour, if you can believe this. Two major trucking groups are actually emphasizing fuel efficiency benefits as well in officially backing legislation. And it's uh, bilateral, bilateral, it's bipartisan, bipartisan, uh, (laughs) requiring these speed limiters on trucks. The the TCA and the Trucking Alliance announced uh, just on July 10th their support for S2033 introduced on June 27th by Johnny Isaacson, of, Johnny Isaacson, a Republican of Georgia, and Chris Dunes, Democrat of Delaware. And the great uh, 1950s diner singer, Johnny Isaacson. <laughs> I trust that's true. Known as this bill, known as the Colum Owings Large Truck Safe Operating Act of 2019. Oh, that's a mouthful. It doesn't just come off the tongue there. The legislation will require new commercial trucking trucks weighing over 26,000 pounds, mind you, to be equipped with speed limiters set to the maximum speed of 65 miles an hour. Owners of older trucks without speed limiters would, however, be required to comply with the 65-mile-an-hour speed limit or be issued a federal safety violation rather than a state-issued speeding ticket, according to the Trucking Alliance. I mean, we talked about this before, but what's interesting here is that it's getting support from a few trucking groups. I think the initial thought between you and I and maybe a lot of the community was that the trucking community would have been against this 65-mile-per-hour speed limiter thing. I know a lot of truckers are, especially if our message board is any indication. But I guess if it's all about the same, and sometimes it's like, well, are they really saying it's one thing, but then it's really this over here? Yeah. It is 
gonna be safer. Yeah. But, and I guess it will be also fuel efficient. But like, look, we can make them 55 miles an hour, and I guess you could still argue that it's safer and would be more fuel efficient. But I don't think we want to lower it to, to 55, right? Yeah. I mean, here's a tough story all around. This is the Texas border ports of entry. They continue to confront spillover from international migration crisis. Last week, Chad, the migrant crisis for several international bridges along the Texas-Mexico border to shut down temporarily, including two international border bridges that were closed during a 24-hour period. In mm. El Paso, the busy international bridge of the Americas port of entry was shut down by CBP officers in the early morning of July 1st after a group of 300 migrants gathered at the border to protest. By 8 a.m., the bridge was reopened to pedestrians and commercial trucks. That's a relief. There's got to be a lot of backup there, right, Chad? Yeah. Uh, Jerry, it's bad there. Yeah, Jerry Pachicho, he's the president of the Border Industrial, the Border Industrial Association nearby Santa Teresa, New Mexico. Ooh. He told Freightways that the migrant crisis is reaching 9/11 levels along the border. Yikes! Yeah, that's not good. Is that, I, I, I know. All we hear is bad things about what's going in these centers and stuff too. But in terms of trucking, and that'll be our focus here. Around 2,600. Commercial trucks use El Paso's ports of entry every day, bringing an estimate of $120 million in cargo daily. And uh, Pachicho said that we are seeing waves of migrants rush the borders to try and get across. Just 2600 a day through El Paso. I mean, that's a lot. I, I almost yeah. would have thought maybe more. Yeah, I would too, and I've seen it's, some it's of the pictures. It's a big pictures. port. I've been there. Yeah, and I've seen some of the pictures on Twitter of the backup that trucks have been in, and it's, uh, it's a line. Yeah. Longer than uh, Galaxy's Edge trying to get a lightsaber. I wouldn't want to be in it. <laughs> B2B. Business to business, larger and more advanced in e-commerce adoption than B2C. According to a DHL supply chain survey, more ink has been spilled and more cyberspace-filled writing about business-to-consumer B2C e-commerce and almost any trend on the planet. But there is a segment that's nearly twice as large, yet gets a fraction of the attention. Huh. Dooner? And it's business to business or B2B e-commerce. Yeah. E so... It's like us over here. here in transportation. You know, if you're not in this industry, it's like we're in this shadow world, the hidden realm. <laughs> wow. Beyond the wall, at least. Beyond the wall. B2B dom domestic e-commerce sales hit, you follow me with some of these numbers, Yeah, $1.13 trillion in 2018. Mm -hmm. That amounted to 12% of the $9 trillion in total that B2B U.S. spending defined as employee-generated transactions on e-commerce sites. So B2C... E-commerce in 2018 was a $513 billion business. That was about 10.2% of total retail sales. Hmm. So if you back out of fuel, automobiles, and food at restaurants, U.S. retail sales hit 3.4, that's trillion with a TR, Ooh. last year. Because those transactions can't be digitized, e-commerce share of the addressable B2C market is actually higher than 10%. That's amazing stuff. You know, and we talk about B2C. One of the biggest B2C sites out there in the world is Amazon. Yeah. And you know what they're doing? They're I spending. can hardly imagine. Well, I think we had a little negative press on them on yeah. the Head Hall edition. But right now they're spending, they're doing something good. They're spending over $700 million to retrain workers in new skills. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, well, this is true. The e-tail giant will be training over 100,000 of their employees in new skill sets to prepare them for higher level work within Amazon and jobs outside the company. By 2025, okay. the move is being done in preparation for automation. More and more robots are picking these goods in the Amazon warehouses. Uh. So they want to train these guys so they can find other landing spots either within the company, within IT, 
or outside the field. But the nice thing Good. is they're not discluding people without any background in IT or computer technical skills. They're extending that to, I guess, everyone who works within the, the warehouse. They're all open to be in a retread. Yeah, and you know, when Amazon <laughs> employs over 300,000 workers, however, filling all of the company's necessary roles with the best and the brightest has been a challenge because sure. the job market right now is tighter than we've ever seen in the, you know, uh, we've ever seen. I'm not 50 right. years old, but in the past half century. Super low. Yeah, and, you know, Jason Tys- Jason Seisgo, Jason Seisgo, Vice President of the U.S. <laughs> Chamber of Commerce Foundation, he said in the Amazon statement that the challenge is not just adapting to new technologies, but adapting to the dynam- the dynamism the dynamism of the economy, which will yep. only accelerate. I really stepped in a mud pile trying to do that quote, didn't I? <laughs> I think it was a Tysgo, maybe. Tysgo. That's a tough one. There's a, uh, but yeah, that's an interesting story. Good to hear. You know yeah, what? Maybe. Yeah. You know what? Brad G isn't here today. We still have your best of seven series going on. We talked about earnings on the backhaul edition of the show. And before yeah. we get to earnings over under, we are going to talk to market expert Seth Holm about some of these transportation stock downgrades. Okay, let's do let's it. Let's do a focus with Seth Holm. Come on in, Seth Holmes. Woo! Little cowbell for Seth. Ladies and gentlemen. Sir, you don't live in a barn. Could you close the door behind you? Ooh. Uh, wow. The lovely Morgan Hugh has you. Morgan Hugh on production. Shout out, Morgan. Thanks, thanks for this. So as you know, you've been gripped and you've been captivated by this Brad versus Chad earnings over under series. You are going to play him in a little bit. But first, we've had this big story on freight waves. It was the hottest article of the week. It was actually by journalist John Paul Hampstead, former co-host of this show, talking about the transportation downgrades in some stocks from J.P. Morgan, etc. So tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Why, Why are they losing confidence in the transportation industry? Right. So this morning... uh uh, Deutsche Bank and Credit Suisse downgraded the the uh, transportation stocks, particularly yep. the trucking stocks. So they're okay. they're kind of coming around to freight waves view from a month or two ago, where oh. we called for a freight recession. So what they're reflecting is things are bad out there in freight right now, particularly trucking. So um, you know spot rates are down. They've come off the bottom, but they're down twenty percent year on year. They were down about thirty five percent at the peak. And so what these guys are looking at is. They're slashing their earnings estimates and forecasts for both this quarter and 2019 and 2020 because they think that weakness in spot prices is going to roll over into contract rates. So, oh wow! Well, that's not great news. Well, do you do you Seth do you, do you see any melting ice cubes out there? <laughs> I, I don't know about that. So or just an ice cube dead ahead, like the Titanic. It's hot out there. Any yeah. melting ice cubes? I, I don't see any melting oh, okay. ice cubes in the space. I mean, so what? What? Let me tell you what people are debating right now. Okay, so every, yeah. Everyone kind of knows it's bad out there, right? Right. But the stock market is forward-looking, right? So they want to figure out, is it going to be worse than expected? Mm-hmm. Or are things going to get a little bit better? Because that can be good in the stock market. So right. what people yeah. are debating right now is spot markets were down 30, uh, spot rates were down 35%, but now they're only down 20 So there's this thing, Morgan Stanley talked about it in their note, there's this thing called the second derivative, and I don't want to get too complicated here, but when, wow. when, like, say, when revenue starts getting less bad, then sometimes you want to buy the stocks because by the time it's already good, less bad then could it'll be, be good. Too late, they'll be up too much. Oh. So, yeah, some people think that now could be a time to start dipping your toes in these trucking stocks. Now, I've got some data to sort of support why I think it's maybe a little bit too early. Um, okay. So hmm. looking at uh, freight recessions, right, uh, UBS, this is another report. They took a look at freight yeah. recessions, and it, these last 
anywhere on average from about 12 to 20 months. And so uh, right. the, the cast freight shipments index turned negative in December. That puts us sort of six to seven months in. Yeah. First, first of all, suggests, do you agree with the UBS estimate of 12 to 20 for a freight recession? Because wasn't that just based on three years of data of historic? It was like all historic, but really it was three years. Right. I don't have a lot of arguments with it because it's, okay. it's going back 20 years to 2000. So I think there was one in 2000. There was one in 2007, uh, one in 2013 and 14. So it's really just an index of, of uh, overall freight tonnage in the U.S. based on their data. So I don't have a lot of arguments with that. The question is, if you want to actually define a recession, and Craig talked about this, you need two straight quarters of negative. Yes. Quality. That's how he yeah. defines it. And we haven't quite had that yet, or we have We now? definitely, I, I think we're about to report it. I guess okay. the, the data is just about to come out. So we were just talking about Amazon and how they're having trouble filling these roles and they're really preparing for the future by training, by spending $700,000 to train or $700 million to train 100,000 workers. Yeah, over a period of five or six years. Yeah, because unemployment is so low. It's been the lowest it's been in half a century. So we hear all this sort of doom and gloom about recessions. When does the employment market see something like that? Hmm. Yeah, so employment, uh, this is a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. It's yeah. a little bit too macro for me, but I know it's more of a lagging indicator. So employment okay. will be really low when things at the very end of the cycle, right? Oh. Uh, so it slowly will just so go from three so to four to five to your six. Leading, it's not a yeah. good leading indicator. It's actually a lagging indicator. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. You know, no you hear a lot about leading indicators. It tells you yeah. more about, about where you are lagging. versus where you're going. Sure. And instead of like a telltale, it's like a fishtail sign. It's just wagging in the back. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If that's not an economic term, I've just made it up. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I think that was a no, I think it really is a, a, a term. Yeah. Yeah. So a- nice. anything else in the news? Anything else you guys have been covering? You and uh your 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 partner in crime, the dynamic duo. And when he's in here, I tell him he's Batman and you're Robin. And when you're in here, yeah. you're Batman and he's just the Joker. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I mean, we've always got things coming out. I mean, yeah. We're, we're so what have you guys been working on? Okay, so the latest report I did, um, I've got a deep dive coming out um, this Saturday on truck failures. So we, oh, that's you know, right, you've already reported a little bit about that on, on freight waves, waves now. No. But I, I can touch on that real quick again. Um, sure. So you know, in Sonar, we're always looking for that unique data set that no one else has, and so that's what yeah. we have here. So, and it's a new set, isn't that's it? Right. On so um, we got the data on truck failures going back thirty years from Broughton Capital, and I don't think anyone yeah. else has this data, and so. What we did is we took a look at it, we analyzed what it means, and then we kind of looked at it in the context of, right, the trucking market starting to deteriorate, so that raises questions of whether or not there's going to be more truck failures in the future, and so I can kind of dive into that. Yeah, Donald Broughton was actually talking about that on TV yesterday, you're saying that a great insulator against that is our freight futures. But no, it's a great insulator against losing earnings over under. <laughs> um being prepared. <laughs> Earnings over under. Oh, yeah. All right, oh, boys boy. and girls, you know the rules here. It's earnings over under. Chad is going in. This, you are just like a, uh, a warm-up opponent on the road for him as he keeps his <laughs> knife sharp for when Brad gets back from uh, wherever he went to, so like Minnesota or Chicago. I don't know where Far, he is. far away. Yeah, it seems like it's Haven't been forever. Ages. I know, it does seem that way with the holiday and everything. But either way, so... Earlier today, we're going to be talking mostly about shipper stocks, not transportation stocks, shipper stocks this shipper week. Shipper stocks, I've got my competition. Keep that in mind, wow. yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I see you wearing some blue jeans right there, my friend. I see you wearing uh, no jeans right there, my friend, but the camera can't see you. Right. <laughs> Are those Levi's, by the way? They're Patagonia. 
All right, so the first one here, and since you're the guest, we'll go first with you. It's Levi Strauss and Company. That's stock L-E-V-I. Their earnings per share, 14 cents over under. I'm going to go under because I think I saw on CNBC the stock was crashing a couple days ago. All right. I'm taking the over. Ooh, and you would be right, man. You really? Would yeah, 21. Body it's up. Blow. It's, it actually came in at 17 cents, which is, you know, 21 percent higher okay off than to earnings a good start. anticipation yeah are you guys levi's wearers you said patagonia you know, i usually i am. am a proud levi wearer gotta have one are je- you? you know pair of jeans of of levi's going old school i pretty much live in like japanese traveler jeans from banana republic i know whoa i know they're just I so comfortable a little bit of stress in there a little bit of stretchy oh, material. The stretch, you know, it's a love hate relationship with the stretch. Yeah, but it's not too like lycra. It's not too like fake. It just allows right. so your knees, to, you know, they can bend yeah. with you. They can they can move with the flow of your your body traffic. Wow. All right, guys. Generation next. The choice of a new generation. We've heard the slogans for years and years and years as this company tries to appeal to the youth of America. It's PepsiCo. That's oh. stock number PEP. Okay. All right. A dollar forty nine over under Chad. I know they did well. I'm going to say over. All right. Very positive. That mean I have to say it? You do no, not. No, not at this point you because you're not losing it. A great, com- a great company like Pepsi. I did this for a long time. A company yeah. like that doesn't miss very often. I'm going over. And you guys are right. They just barely, a little cowbell thrill with you. They just right. barely beat it. At 3% higher than, than earnings expectations they got. They came in at $1.54. So a nice five cent roundup if you're a Pepsi. Yeah. Hey, nice one. Nice. Way to not fall too too deep into the hole. Are you guys soda drinkers? I know there's been like a war on soda over the past couple years. A lot of people have moved to, you know, fitness waters and to, Um, you know, upstairs we got the bevy. I I am not, you know, like I save my empty calories for beer. Yeah. You know, and sugars. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one, gentlemen. That's how you, you know. Yeah. Well, this is a place where you shop quite often. You get all your throw pillows there. It's Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> oh! B-B-B-Y. Eight cents. Earnings per share. Seth, home. B-B, that has been a horrible stock. But Bed I'm gonna Bath go, & Beyond? Yeah, I'm, they've I'm had gonna, some trouble. Yeah, they've been an Amazon victim. I'm going to go yeah. contrarian here, though, and I'm going to say over. You know, it's funny that all of these goods, like when you look at the Levi's and the Bed Bath & Beyond, people who actually like manufacture these, these, these products or put, at least put them on their shelves, they're all doing... They're not doing that great. <laughs> uh, but you went I'm over. I'm not surprised. I'm feeling that they might have marginally gone over. Uh, yeah, well, not even marginally. Oh. They came in at 12 cents. That's 50%. Huge beat. That's 50%. So Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm my lead. This and is it, unusual. This has been three overs so far. Wow. So right now it is three to one. So, Seth, you pretty much have to oppose him. Right. And I do have a tie-breaking question. So we'll go to the next one here. Okay. Let's see if you can slip a victory out of this one with some WD40. That is oh. stock WDFC. Mm. Earnings per share, $1.22. And uh, does he go first? Yeah, who goes first? Uh, well, uh, I think we went oh, Chad, yeah, then we went Seth, then we went WD40. Chad, no, it's, it would be Seth's. No, it would be your turn. It would be your turn. WD40. Sir. I've been going with the over. Should I stick with it? I'm going to say over. You're going over. Yes. That means I have to go under, so I will take under, but let me give you one stat. Yeah. So, because I've done this for a very <laughs> yeah. long time. Yeah. 70% of companies on average beat the consensus estimate on any given quarter. So, oh, oh, wow. I wow. I mean, what a tip. I, over, what a tip. Here, over that's is going to be your best bet. You know, it's a great tip, but. What? I'm going to take over. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, sir, Chad. You were correct. It was a dollar. Wow. Dollar twenty two came in at a dollar thirty, which is a little bit over, you know, about seven percent. Yeah. Seven percent over estimates. My goodness. Well, just for fun, we will play Lindsay Corporations. We'll just put that out there for the people. Their stock number, uh, what is that? LNN. Lindsay is a global company, if you're not familiar, focused on providing irrigation and infrastructure solutions to meet the needs of a growing population. Now, do you think that their earnings per share were 81 cents over or under? Your turn. I'm going to go over again. All right. All right. So <laughs> is this just for fun? This is just for fun. You okay. can't lose here. Over or under. You know, I've won the day by going over yeah. every time. And you just gave me an interesting stat. Yeah. Um, I'll go over. Uh, <laughs> that's that's screwed. He didn't say a hundred percent. He said seventy percent, right? So you know, eighty percent well, of them and eighty percent of them in this case were over. This one was under, and they were mm. they were way under. So they were supposed to be eighty-one cents. They only came in at fifty cents, which is thirty-eight percent under. Under. Big man. Well, that um that uh was a challenging, a challenging competitive earnings yeah. over under. You know, I Seth, think uh, a little a little cowbell. So even though you lost a little cowbell for your first Facebook live appearance on what the truck with our new lighting too. Do we do oh, we look better? The new lighting. It's not Thank as blue you, in here, right? Morgan Hugh really setting us up here. Let's Never hear from the cowbell. Story. Seth Home Batman. Great job, yeah, Batman. Yeah. Thank you. Nice job, Seth. Awesome stuff. Like your dungarees. Chad. Time to find out what is what is on the radar. On the radar, presented by Sonar. Here he comes, the biggest man to ever enter the booth. Now, a door frame is six feet and eight inches, (laughs) and this man just ducked as he walked in the booth. Yes, it's true. And hey, welcome, Henry Byers. Yeah. Good to see you. Where'd you get that shirt? That's from like the Jeff Probst uh, Survivor Season 5 collection. Man, these are like the uh, the coolest shirts in the summertime. The safari yeah, ones? Those are sweat wicking, right? It's all about Very practicality versatile. and functionality. I know. I'm, I'm all like sweating to death in my uh, Stranger like Things shirt over here. yesterday. Yeah. No, it was. It was supposed to be the hottest day out here. But you know what? I moved here from the East Coast. People warned me of the heat nonstop. And like, it did not feel any different than August in the Northeast. I mean, it just so happens to be July right now, so I meant have a Fair lot enough. more to ride Fair out. Enough. But they said it was the hottest day, hottest day yesterday in, I think, Chattanooga, his, in the past 25 years in Chattanooga. We'll have to confirm oh, that like with for, Stone Cold Nick Austin. that day? It felt that way. For, oh, that, for that particular day in history? Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. For that yeah, like day. this early, Oh, not like ever? I remember, hmm. yeah, my car said 100 down here in the valley, but by the time I got up to the top of Signal Mountain, it said 90. So, yeah. Wow. Like, it's hot. Like it's it's word to like getting up two thousand feet higher. Yeah, and you got a white car too. Oh, snows more up there. So Henry, what is bit. what's what's on the radar and sonar this week? I know that you focus on maritime and and a high five also for that American shipper acquisition. I know you and I are probably as excited as anybody within this company mm-hmm. to welcome some of those guys onto this team and really covering the other side of the world, the rest of of the globe, which is a big focal point for us before we got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with the acquisition of American Shipper, I'm extremely excited. I mean, I, I come from a domestic third-party logistics background, but I come specifically from freight forwarding. Um, yeah. So international third-party logistics as well. And, you know, for Sonar specifically, man, I've been working on data sets almost every single day. Yeah. Um, you know, going upstream, we're moving beyond truck. We're moving beyond just getting it to the port, you know, expanding into maritime 
container ships, freight bulk, um, and even further upper, you know, even further upstream um, with the, some of the supply chain data. So Beyond I, the truck. Yeah, and I've seen some <laughs> of the concepts, and I've seen some of the data that you've been working on. Uh, we've been working each other and bouncing ideas off each other's head for what you're doing in Sonar, at Sonar and it's got me. Super yep. excited. So what do we have to look forward to, to the expansion into maritime and air that's within Sonar? You know, without giving too much away, yeah. um, it, it's funny how, you know, specifically containerization works. Um, a lot of our, you know, retail goods come into the country in containers. Um, you know, we're, we're expanding out. We're, we're going to help shippers and forwarders and whoever else is interested visualize the routings of all these carriers, the services they're affiliated with, the alliances that they're affiliated with. It's a complex hierarchy. You're familiar. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we're bringing visibility to that, routing, services, um, how the vessels are moving. Does weather affect vessels? Um, and obviously it does, but in what way? Yeah. Uh, helping the, you know, shippers, uh, third-party logistics companies, and, and you know, asset-based companies to see all all the upstream. You know who had, nobody had a worse day at work, though, than the captain of the MSC Gayan. Uh, the vessel, a lot more has come out about this. Since It'd be these, tough. It'd yeah. be tough to have had a tougher day than, than having your than vessel <laughs> taken away from you. That's a that's a large Im, a large vehicle to impound. You know, it's not an electric <laughs> scooter. It's not um, it's not even a Porsche. No. It's not it's not even a jet. I mean, how big was the vessel that was impounded? I know we're talking about we're, was it almost like a billion dollars in cocaine? And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, they use was. like crazy street values, right? They like find the most expensive drug dealer they can possibly how find. Much was, how much these. was it in weight? Forty thousand. Yeah. It was close to forty thousand. Like a full container, right? Yeah, basically that's a full forty foot container. Do you know what they yeah. declared that is? Like when it was coming into port, what did they declare their coke as? Like talcum powder. Well, interestingly enough, that's what we're working on in Sonar. I think you'd be able to see that. Uh, oh, to see yeah. where how, what their cocaine is well, being imported well, as. Not only that, but think about all the other. <laughs> think about <laughs> all the other. Shi- yeah. Think about all the other shippers uh, that basically were on that boat that don't have their cargo now. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so you know, bringing visibility to that, and you know, they're having to plan, they're having to reorder, they're having to figure out how are they going to get these containers, you know, to their location and. You know, I think we're going to help bring efficiency to that. You know what I'd be curious about, too? The other parts of the supply chain, like like what was the truck that was scheduled to pick that up or the or the, yeah. or mm-hmm. I suppose the rail? Mm-hmm. Probably truck. And, and how, what's the liability there? Like we saw the yeah. guy in Iowa, the what? hemp trucker, right? Mm-hmm. He was just pulling a load. He's just an employee of a trucking company. But he's the guy who ends up in jail. Does this guy, if he picks up this cocaine, if he picks up this trailer, right. he crosses borders into another state. Oh, yeah. Is he suddenly a drug trafficker, too? Well, I guess he is because he had to be knowing what he was picking up, right? Yeah, at least in Idaho, right? Or were they uh, what were they under the illusion that they were picking up this other piece of mis? Well, that's what I'm saying. They probably were. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't think you would tell the trucking company yeah. that you're picking up right. uh, twenty six thousand pounds of cocaine. Yeah, and the ship, you know, has to manifest all the goods that are on board forty eight hours uh, before departure of the yeah. you know, the foreign country, the foreign port. Um, so chances are, uh, Homeland Security customs you know, border protection that they knew about the shipment and just kind of let it come in. Oh, okay. And, and then, yeah. That's what oh, I so they had some insight. Of course. Yeah. Because there's so many, there's so many containers on a vessel. It's so easy for these things to slip through the cracks. And I would have like vastus exams all the time, especially when I was ringing in fish. I worked in perishable fish. When you do that, you have to clear not just CBP, mm-hmm. but you got to clear FDA. Oh. And a lot of times FDA is the one that will really trip you up. CBP releases 
they tend to be pretty instant and paperless. But then when you get into the FDA component, you can, and with fish, wow. this can, you know, that can be really bad. Sure, sure. Especially at over the weekend vast SSM, you're like, oh, that could be bad. It's not a fun right. cone call on a Friday to a fish shipper. Well, that's the only way they're, <laughs> they're able to really protect against things like uh, the spotted lanternfly, you know? Yeah. The whole thing's kind of fishy. I wish that we had some detective music or some mystery <laughs> yeah. bumper. Well, I have a question about this. So there's yeah. a mystery that did come out. So the owner, it's an MSC vessel, right? But it came out that J.P. Morgan Chase actually owns the vessel. Do you have any insight into that? I was actually just looking at that. It's funny. So I'm piecing together some data on that. Yeah. I saw a company called Scene Oceanic uh, International, I think. So Sino Oceanic, like Sino Oceanic, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, international, but I'm not exactly sure the hierarchy between them and J.P. Morgan. It may be like a percentage share. Does J.P. Morgan own a lot of ships? Um, I think they're in, in you know, majority share invested probably in a few companies that that are in that trade i would think yeah well a lot of ocean shippers they they uh, the ocean ships the carriers they've had a hard time making money on the sea mm-hmm. even though they have uh basically an, an oligopoly right uh, of the industry uh, they, there's basically nine carriers all together with three networks and then you got zim a little mm-hmm. bit on the the outskirts but they kind of set the uh i guess you diversify diversify to be recession proof if there is such a thing it's weird there's only there's there's only three networks but they seem to sort of drive each other down because they have that capacity issue but we still hear that they're making bigger and bigger vessels too which is like it's kind of crazy it's like you're the jaguars you know tarping off the upper deck section of your stadium and suddenly you're you're trying you're buying a bigger stadium Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's interesting i mean they have like 90 percent of the market share so if you can imagine, let's put it in truckload terms. If all, you know there were seven band carriers representing ninety yeah. percent of all freight moved uh, via domestic truckload, that would be a completely different scenario yeah. than we have right now, right? With Knight Swift being the biggest and being about maybe a little less than two percent mm-hmm. of yeah. the entire drive-in market. Mm-hmm. Interesting Absolutely. stuff. Yeah, Henry, thank you so much for joining us today. No yeah, it's always a pleasure to have insights. you on here. Under the bright lights. Yeah, do you like these new <laughs> lights in here? I love it, man. I do too. I, I, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the overheads. I like Actually, the, the scrims, keep the reflection. I watched you guys on uh, Facebook, I guess the last episode. Oh, okay. I, I, I love it. You know, I watch yeah. Joe Rogan, things like that. Nice. Yeah, he films it too. Yep. Cool. All right, man. Thanks. Great to have you on, Take it man. Easy. Thanks, yeah. guys. All right. Take it easy, brother. Yes, sir. All right. Send us Stone Cold Nick Austin in here, will you? Nick Austin. We got to do a little. Ladies and gentlemen, that is his real rain in a rainy day in Chattanooga. Hey. Fast-paced forecast. You nailed that read, Chad. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Nick Austin, how much training does it require to know that it's raining? Oh, well. (laughs) Guess you could just look out the window. <laughs> oh well, no. Um, well, you've now, all, you've got all kinds of focuses. Is that foci? Uh, you've got all kinds of things that you're looking at. One of them, of yes, course, sir. is a developing situation: oh, yeah. the tropical storm. Well, big bad oh, bear. Yeah. That's the Landfall, hot topic, right? Due to evacuations, and there's going to yeah. be uh, initial rain for the storm surge. Fill us in. Well, you know, I mean. Right now, it's not far from the coast, from the Gulf Coast. Okay. It's a, a little way south of uh, Louisiana coast. So so that's where it's going to come in is Louisiana. Right. Probably around the central Louisiana coast. So the eye of the oh. storm will make landfall. Oh, yeah. It's flooding in New, is this, New Orleans. Is this one right Barry? Right. Is this storm called Barry? Yeah. Yes. It's okay. Tropical Storm Barry. That's yeah. correct. We it, got some friends in New Orleans who are going to come stay with us tomorrow, yeah. as a matter of fact. Oh, do you? Yeah. They live near Magazine Street. And that's their a good house thing they're getting flooded. out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So is this is this a Katrina-like situation or, or not no, anything close? Surely, but there's still some danger. No, surely flooding. you can't be serious. Definitely not Katrina-like. But um, the the reason why they're 
most likely will be flooding problems and storm surge problems in New Orleans this time is because the Mississippi River is a lot, oh, it's already lot higher. It's a lot higher than it was yeah. when the big storm Katrina hit and back in 05. you've described so. that to us on other fast-paced right. forecasts where you say it takes a while for it to saturate. Right. Then it just takes a while for it to unsaturate. That's right. Is that a, yeah. is that a technical correct term, unsaturate? Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Wow. And I guess yeah. that's the issue with the glacial <laughs> melt, right? Like glacial melt, there, there, like it just can't desaturate. So it makes these floodings more oh, and more and more, right? Right. And and there's still flooding coming from upstream from the Midwest, too, from yeah. all the rain they had in the spring. The Mississippi River down near New Orleans has been high f- almost all year, really, since late last year. So even a tropical storm or a low, you know, a low category one hurricane, the storm surge, the heavy rain, it still could cause problems. It's possible that they, the water could overtop the levee. Right, trivia question. No. Trivia question. This is between the two of okay. you. Impromptu trivia question. Okay, I love these. Longer river, <laughs> the Tennessee or the Mississippi? Well, this must be a well, trick question. <laughs> including all, including all of its tributaries? Because it I don't know. winds and it's is it the twisting. I don't know. I thought it was the Mississippi, right? I think it is. Yeah, Mississippi is the longest in the United States. Yeah, well, yeah Do you know the huge. reason yeah. that they named it the Tennessee River? They think oh. it's from a Cherokee term called the Tanasi, oh. and Tanasi means where the river bends. Wow. Oh, and then we mispronounced it like we, okay. like we do in America, like everything. How do you pronounce it? How do you pronounce <laughs> like I did to that gentleman's name when I was trying to do the headlines earlier. <laughs> how do you pronounce um, that state with that starts with an M? The, the... Malibu? Which one? No. No, Malibu's more. <laughs> I, 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 pronounce, I say Mississippi. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, if you're from there, That's which right. my parents are. <laughs> how do you say the one? Because we were arguing about this. How do you say the one that starts with an O? Ontario? No. North, Pacific Northwest starts uh, with an O. Oh. oh. Oregon. Oregon. Oregon, man. No, it's All not right. Oregon. Oregon. I'm sticking to it's Oregon. It's just not. Or- the Oregon Trail. And I'm forded my oh. raft across the Tennessee I, River. I win. Oregoni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. well, That's funny. So potential delays um, at ports caused by some weather. Right. Ports, um, you know, shipments coming in or trying to leave, obviously, are going to be delayed. There might be yeah. you know, possible closures along I-10 and I- uh, I-10 and I-12, I should say. Yeah, get out um, while you can. And But I think the big story with this really— Okay. If shale? What about the shale? The what shale. about John Kingston yeah. and the oil industry? The oil refinery shutting down. Uh-oh. Well, there is one that's already shut down. One of the biggest ones in that region. Yeah. Um, which is it's run by ConocoPhillips, and it, it's it's called the Alliance Refinery. There's by early tomorrow morning they plan on shutting down at least just until the storm passes. Um, but it's a pretty big. I think their crew capacity is like almost two hundred fifty thousand barrels per day, which is pretty big. Yeah. So anyway, it's shutting down. A lot of the offshore rigs are being evacuated. Yeah, so. I was going to say, th- those well, platforms, that must be a yeah. wild place to be during a storm is one of those offshore platforms. Oh. Uh, I saw the Marky Mark movie, the uh, Deep, <laughs> Deep Water Horizon, which is like, yeah. which almost, that seemed like it came out too soon, too. Like, that was like a year after, like. Was it that, that soon? Tra- yeah, it was, wow. so it was very quick. My actually. life yeah. has told soon, through question movies mark? by Tim a little bit. Dooner. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, That's why I so, like to everything, is, is through movies. Lots of stuff going on with Barry. So, yeah. So, you know, and of course, there have been mandatory evacuations already taking place from a lot of parishes down there. So, okay. Hopefully, folks are getting out of there. So, that's the bad news. Our own Barry is the the grandfather of this show, by the way. For people who don't know, (laughs) Barry Carpenter. Barry Carpenter, grandfather of what? That's right. Otherwise known as (laughs) Silent Barry. Silent B. (laughs) All right. um, Anything else we should know about the weather out here? It's been pouring. Uh, I couldn't take my electric scooter to, to work today. 
This is an outrage. Speaking of electric scooters, right. too, they're getting they're getting banned everywhere. I think they were banned in they were banned in Nashville, oh, right? Electric they're banned in Chattanooga. <laughs> yep. The only electric scooter allowed in Chattanooga is my Vespa, apparently. And it goes twice <laughs> as fast as those burden line scooters. Yeah, yeah. At least thirty two. Well, they claim that they only go fifteen. They might thirty one after a big lunch. Yeah. I always feel a little like denigrated when I'm, it's only going like thirty one for me, and I'm like, oh my oh, god, man. that's Just tell me to lose weight. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's sad. But true, I suppose. Uh, but good news with the weather? Is that what you're asking? If there's any good news? Anything or just, else or just anything weekend. else? What are we left to look forward to? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still I mean, going to be... don't like good news, no. you know, but... Yeah. I mean, you know, there'll yeah. be storms here and there. That's typical for most summer okay. days in almost any region. Do you have any critical events? Any but critical events on the was sonar a, map? Well, uh, here's the thing. All the stuff with Barry and any yeah. tropical yeah. event had to be is yeah. in critical events. You okay. Can, you can find out where all those refineries are and just any other other assets that might be in the path of the storm. So as far as ports and all that stuff. Yeah. So all that's in critical events and sonar and it's, it's easy to use. It's, it's great map in there and it'll show yeah, you, it'll you, show you the track of, of the toys, storm. Man. You I sure love enjoy it. it. Yeah. I absolutely adore it. Nick, I really do. How can our viewers and now we are on, we're on Facebook right now. Right. We're not just a podcast. We're now a that's video right. show that keeps improving every episode. If you haven't noticed this wonderful lighting, you'll have to start wearing your jackets again that we've talked about on air. <laughs> people are probably like, well, where's your jacket? In this right yeah, you do have now. your golf, you have your sweat wicking golf shirt on right now. And I love and this shirt. And Freight All Kinds. Freight All Kinds. Your new podcast. Brand new podcast, Freight All Kinds. I don't know if you've heard it yet, but it's, it's really interesting. It's like an anthology series where we have about 16 of our journalists covering things like carnival rides, the movement of concert stages. Freight all kinds Me. is actually a term. It's, yeah. a, it's a kind of freight, by sure. the way. It's all different kinds of freight. But we are representative of freight of all kinds. Yeah. <laughs> so we have basically like 16 different writers on the yeah. show, and then I do the audio component to it. I go to interview some of the people they've talked with, and uh, the first one is out right now at FreightWaves.com slash podcast. It's also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. And maybe <laughs> one day there'll be a video show too, right? Well, one, a guy can dream. A guy right? can dream. Um, All right, Nick, to have you on where Stone can our, Cold, where can Nick our listener, Yeah, Nick, where can our listeners find you before we uh, give you a Stone Cold Stunner ad? Well, my Twitter <laughs> handle is FreightWeather. The F and the yes. W are both capitalized. Oh, yes, Twitter's so that's, not case sensitive. Yep. <laughs> I thought it was for no, the handle. No. It's not. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm obviously I'm behind the times yes. here. I'm anyway, you've but been, yeah, freight weather. Down caps like all right. that time uh, in vain. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I post stuff on there too. Nice. Um, and so uh, as far as all the weather stuff, and uh, so those are the two main places. All right. And of course on freightways.com, I have articles on there too as far as regarding major weather events. So all right, all those places. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. All right. All right. Well. See you later, sir. Thanks. Appreciate Thank it, guys. Thanks for Thanks. coming in. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate Thank you it. so much, Oh, you, much, you know what? Before Nicholas, you leave, what? you've always oh. been doing little drumming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. the see, ex-drummer. See your technique. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I want to hear. I want to hear the intro well, the to "Dance the Night Away." Any particular pattern you want to hear? I don't know. Ooh. What about like the? Uh, I think it's a <laughs> La Bahama song, a never-ending story. Give me some triplets. Oh my god, I haven't heard or that or seen that movie in a long time. Okay. I'm sorry. All right, triplets. We might have to do oh. something else. All right. Never-ending story. That does sound like three at a time. Well, that's a triplet, right? Yeah, I guess. Right? I don't know. That's the best I got today, guys. Paradiddles. Give me some. Oh, you can. Oh god. I can do this right, on the desk. Nick. What? Hey, there it is happening. Hey, thanks again. Nick, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh, uh, boy. All right, take it easy, <laughs> All right, sir. it's gotten yeah. really humid in here. It's getting hot in here. Woo, woo. Your Air milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And do you know what brings all the boys to our yard? The comment section rodeo. Oh. Comment section rodeo. 
hearing from the Raiders, Chad. Absolutely. We uh, appreciate their feedback, and we try to capture a few of their points of view. Yeah, well, so our first ones here are from uh, a story. These are always sort of the heated stories on the site. This one, and a lot of times it does involve carriers, right? And this one is YRCCO, more changes to come after Penn HQ closer. Can you take uh, James McKay's comment away? Okay. Uh, It might be James Mackey. Mackey. But uh, he says... McKay. And I'm just going straight up with what he's saying. Is that is that okay? Yeah. Pieces of crap running new pin into the ground. Whoa. YRC never made money and never will. Mm. New pin makes making 25 cent on a dollar and maybe two cent, two cents to a dollar since YRC took over. There are sneers running this company since Zoller's Welch took over. They will be bankrupt soon because they never knew how to make money. Wow. The outrage. People get really heated about some of these things, you know? Yeah. It's not politically correct commentary. No. It's just their real feelings. Yeah. And I usually have to, I, I find myself usually having to like censor some of these, you know? And I, I yeah. do like the TNT uh, TV movie version. Uh, Orlando de Jesus. What's he going to bring us? He says, I think it's de Jesus. De Jesus? I go with DeJesus. Okay. Just like the Tennessee River over the Tennessee or whatever you said it was. Tennessee. Well, he says this. This is very hard to see. So many people lose their jobs over very bad management. If you come to see years ago, they gave themselves big bonuses, spent money in unnecessary stuff, and at the end, we, the backbone of this company, had to pay for all of their mistakes. And then all caps. Yes, we paid. I was one of them that for 10 years, we had to give them a 15% of our hard-earned money. Shame on all the management. New Penn always made money, and now it's being dragged down by the others. Now all these people that stood by the company and gave their money, this is the thanks they get. I'm very sad for the day, but wish them the best. Good luck. Whoa. Wow, and right. and lost the punctuation as well. He just went crazy right there. Wow, he just went nuts. Hey, there, the, I felt the passion. This, right. yeah, this is from the uh, the the story. Virgin Trains USA expanding service in Florida, California, and Nevada. Mm. This is from this comment is from Brent Rawhoof. Okay, who says, as much as I would like to see improved mass transportation in the U.S., I have a hard time getting very excited about this. Hmm. Japan has had the high-speed Shinkansen since 1964 and can reach speeds of 200 mph. I knew that. I just always called it the bullet train. Mm -hmm. These rails stretch the length of the country and allow fast, comfortable transit. Why are we still building an inferior product and getting excited about it? I actually feel you, Rahuf. Yeah, you are very big on these high-speed trains in the Hyperloop, so... uh, It would have changed my life by now, and all of ours. That's a comment for your heart. This one is from uh, Talaman, and he said, How did Japanese passenger rail get started? Did they start with the fastest passenger trains in the world? Of course not. Right now... In the right now, the U.S. has the world's best freight rail system and only a shadow of a passenger rail system in Amtrak. The best way to ramp up into a world-class high-speed rail passenger railway is the start with upgraded rail using technology. And Roe, Florida East Coast, did that. And even that concept has grown and developed since it started a few years ago. Shooting for the moon with the best world-class system from the start will get you California HSR, a mismanaged boondoggle that will end up connecting nobody. Give it time. Oh, so disappointing. Well, I mean, he's supporting. He's supporting the buildup of it at least. Uh, this is from Scrubber Total. When IMO 2020 hits, will be a number 
better for diesel buyers hmm. from executives. Bonnie Shields says scrubbers put the dust in the water, not in people's lungs. How is this better for the environment? Next, we will have to clean our water, not to mention the negative effects on marine life. Yeah. There is a better solution than scrubbers, one that actually costs less and has zero negative environmental impact. Pet- petrol alchemy can actually reformulate and used the used fuel for steamships. Petrol alchemy. We'll have to check that out. What, what is it? Pet- I know what alchemy is, but I mean, petrol, it's like turning one thing <laughs> into another alchemy, thing. Petrol alchemy, it's in capitals, so maybe it's the name of a product. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. I mean, she does make a good point. I mean, we are talking about cleaning up the oceans, and then like IMO 2020 is more about cleaning up the air, and then it's just putting it back into the oceans. Is that what's going on here? <sighs> the scrubber fuel? If that's true, that's... Very discouraging. It is discouraging. We'll have to talk. We'll have to talk to Mr. Kingston and see what he knows about this. He's been right all over this IMO 2020. Big time. You know what's some serious alchemy though? That Sour Patch Kids this cereal. Podcast? Well, no, oh. that Sour Patch Kids cereal I had for breakfast. Like they took cereal and they took Sour Patch Kids and they took milk and they they made something Your three favorite things. Yeah, I actually do it with with <laughs> almond milk. Um, <laughs> Jen, where can they find our show? They can find us where. Everywhere podcasts can be heard around the world. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, FreightWaves.com slash podcast. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Do you think Nick would have thrown the HTTPS colon (laughs) slash slash lowercase www? Unless we had told him otherwise. Well, probably. He's been doing more work than necessary. Yeah. You don't have to capture your Twitter handles. You can find this man on Twitter. At Chad, Chad Prevos. Find me at Timothy Dooner. Chad, are you working for the weekend? I am. I am looking forward to playing some music with Phil Moody on the keyboards. <laughs> you know who is happy to be working for the weekend? California Uber drivers and Lyft Ooh. drivers. Because workers there were, victori- were victorious as California preps to classify Uber and Lyft drivers as employees. Well, how about that gig economy? Yeah, rideshare drivers in California turned out in droves, apparently. Dooner in support of a state bill that would classify them as, get this, wait for it, mm. full employees. Wow. It's going to be interesting to see what that does to that economy in California. I've heard it could be devastating. I've heard it could, like, shut down Uber. And I think that's just rhetoric so they don't do it. I'm sure Uber will find a way. I'm going to be very curious but, because yeah. it's, I don't see the, the, the calculus of how that'll work. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It's, it's strange. Wow. Which had one last thing. And, uh, yeah. One last thing here. Have you? So you said you're going to be playing some music over the weekend. I think it's supposed to be kind of rainy, too. Have you streamed season three? Of Stranger Things yet? Well, you know, okay. So I I watched episode season one, and I, I you know, and then I waited a year and yeah. watched season two. Yeah, and that's now usually we have to waited do. a year. Yeah, and no, that's not what I have to do. I am going to wait till season four. Oh, has... oh, so you're saying you started at season two on season one, no, and no, then no, 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 this no. year you watched season two? I, I I can't do the one season and then a delay of a year. Yeah, I have to like wait for a lot, a few of them to come out. Oh. and then binge watch them all at the same time. Oh, you need like some episodic traffic. Yeah, like yeah. I just watched eight years of Game of Thrones in like two and a half months yeah and i don't remember a thing but you know it was it was fun while it lasted i mean they were heads were rolling i remember there were flaming swords yeah yeah that's yeah. not a spoiler alert yeah i mean i was in sons of anarchy and i, I like stalled out at season four so i still have those to get you, through you, did you get into like the filler 
Yeah, the, just the Netflix fill, filler. Well, what stuff. happens with those shows for yeah. me is that like you can tell that they ordered X number for a season, and then there's only so much plot. Like even in the season of season three of Stranger Things, there's a yeah. certain subplot going on that is like building up to this twist, but like the twist is so obvious. Uh, like you know what's going to happen. Well, spoiler, spoiler. I'm not spoiling it, but okay. I'm just saying like what it leads up to is really yeah. is just sort of like you know what's happening anyway. Stranger Things one. Wow. Yeah, season three is very much more. I was actually kind of really against the season until the last episode when they did something that like really let you like where they winked back at you the audience and I was like, oh okay, that's what they're going for. But if you see that, if you look at the show as like through the eyes of a 16 year old in 1984. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense about the way things are characterized. Okay, that is a great analysis without being a spoiler alert. And I like your shirt. Stranger Things looking very Star Wars-esque, like those Star Wars uh, um, posters looked back in the 80s. So retro. You know what they got here, too? BMX bikes, Chad. I don't see them riding mountain bikes. (laughs) Well, that's because they're in the 1980s. Yeah, well, they didn't have <laughs> mount- when, did, when was the mountain bike invested? Invented. 1976? Is that true? <laughs> I, I don't Chad, know. what are we listening to? What? The truck! No, bang your little cowbell into the weekend! Bang your little cowbell with Chad's harmonica! Bang your cowbell for the invention of the harmonica! Bang your cowbell for MSC's! Name- Vessel and bang your cowbell for all of the people who found money on the freeway in Atlanta. (laughs) Congratulations. Now, give it back.